you know, live a great story, it doesn't mean getting on a plane and flying somewhere and, you know, whether you're staying at a five-star hotel or in a tent, it's not necessarily going to the other side of the world. It's live a great story right here on the road that I live on. It's inviting friends over for dinner. It's, it's doing a camp out. It's sleeping out on the trampoline the other night that I did with my boys and just looking at the stars. Welcome back to the Live a Great Story podcast, a weekly show focused on inspiring you to live your own great story. Each episode touches on universal themes ranging from crazy adventures to overcoming adversity, making a positive impact, changing your life's course, and more important lessons that will help inspire your journey. I'm Zach Horvath, founder of Live a Great Story, and since 2014, I've been on a mission of inspiring and connecting people through stories. What started with some spray-painted street art has now grown into a worldwide movement. We are all on our own journey. No matter where we came from, what language we speak, the color of our skin, or anything that seemingly makes us different, in the end, we are all just humans living our own story. And it's up to you to be the hero of your story, which inspires other people to do the same. This podcast is all about inspiring you and your journey. If you resonate with this episode, please share it with someone who needs some inspiration too. And if you want a reminder to keep living your own great story, head to liveagreatstory.com to buy some inspiring apparel or accessories and for more stories from people just like you. Enjoy the show. Well, I'm excited to jump into it and have you share all about your adventures from the road and adventures in the kitchen and kind of everything in between. Uh, But yeah, man, thanks for uh, being on here. And, you know, we had some scheduling issues and of course, time zones always mess me up and things like that. So uh, I'm glad we got it worked out and I'm glad to finally be here connecting. Yeah. So that, listen, I'm, I'm one on one with the man. I mean, the man that started it all. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad we're here. So, Josh, man, give me a rundown. Uh, Let's give me a quick intro to your story, man. Who are you? Who's Chef Josh? Uh, Josh Thompson from New York City. You know, as as all my friends say, I'm a little bit Yankee, but now a little bit y'all. Yeah, my sixth grade yearbook says future chef. I mean, the bottom line is I've I've traveled uh, everywhere working at high-end resorts and, and hotels all across the country. My love of food emanated from my father, who worked for Pan Am. So maybe that's where my travel bug, you know, came from. But uh, I've been doing it forever. You know, I just turned 52. So um, I'm not an old guy yet. Some people think I am, but I'm not. Um, young at heart, because I've got a, I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So they, they, those two keep me absolutely grounded. But, uh, you know, you, you go back before the pandemic or just before the pandemic. And I was just in this kind of like, man, you know, I'm always working, you know, and I love don't get me wrong. For the longest time, I've always felt that I lived to work because my love of food, my sixth grade yearbook says future chef. So there's nothing else I've ever wanted to do except, yeah, all right, be the shortstop for the New York Yankees. But. There was some guy, Derek Jeter, and I, I knew that wasn't going to be happening. But uh, I just missed out on a lot of the things that I think are like normalcy in the world. 
you know, that people do. They go away on holidays and they, they spend holidays with family or they just they go to a concert on a Friday, you know, because they can. You know, I'm like, I can't buy concert tickets a year out. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I know I'm going to be working. So whatever. And then the bottom line was my, my mom had got very ill just like in the middle of the waning or the beginning months of COVID. And uh, I got to spend a, a good amount of time with her. And then she passed, unfortunately. And the bottom line was she loved to travel, too. And I think she got that bug from my dad. And obviously, that you know, everyone's like, you know, you travel in your your later years, right? You're you're better off financially, maybe, or work-wise, you know, you're retired or whatever. Your kids are out of the house and then you travel. And I just, you know, there was just something that clicked in my conversations with her about, you know, what I do for a living and wanting to enjoy more of life. You know, it's... And then here we go through COVID, obviously, the pandemic, and I think we're, everybody has a different story. But I think the bottom line is everybody's been touched by it in some way, degrees of separation of somebody that you might know that unfortunately, you know, succumbed to this horrible thing. Or I also feel that over the last couple of years, we've lost people that we shouldn't have, whether it's some sort of tragedy that wasn't COVID or, or, or whatnot, you know, from celebrities, people that I looked up to, you know, that are obviously of the generation prior to me and whatnot. And, and then I realized I was working and then I just had these two boys and it was like, I need, I need to figure this out. I need to enjoy life for what it is. And I think when you got us all together as ambassadors a month or two ago, you know, when we all chatted, it just something clicked. I, I had my own definition of live a great story, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, you, you nailed it in that simple phrase, but in my own mind, I don't know what my makeup was of my thought process of, you know, what it was, but it was like, you need to figure out a way to enjoy your own life, you know, more so. And I, I loved life. I wasn't depressed or anything like that, but I need to add to it. And I just said, I need to go on a trip. And I made a short trip. I went to Cabo, right? That's not really, you know, a trip like we talk about, but, you know, not knowing anybody, not knowing anything and just enjoyed it. A couple friends came after the fact of talking about it and it was fantastic. And it was just a time of a life. And I just was like, wait a second, I need to do this, but I need to go to the other side of the world. And that just started this last year of these incredible things, whether it was a long trip to, you know, seeing some islands or going to the Seychelles, you know, off the coast of Africa, or the simple fact of, I'm not going to lie, driving to four hours to Raleigh to see a Luke Combs concert on a Friday night. That's my little bit y'all from my Yankee. But it was just doing these things and being the first dad in the car line to pick up my boys at school and dropping them off. And it has just been fantastic. And I'm absolutely going to, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, but the bottom line is when I saw it and I don't know where and how, you know, it came across, you know, my wall or whatever, whichever social media account I was on, but it was like, boom. Yes, that is it. I mean, that is it, you know, and obviously there are people that, you know, you've spoken to, you know, had cancer and overcome like these amazing obstacles, which I consider 
totally different than mine. I mean, I, I, I don't look at obstacles that I've overcome, but it's just opening up a window to the this amazing world that we live in. And listen, there's plenty of nasty stuff out there. We all know it. But man, life is just so precious. And I've realized that so much over the last two years with mom. But seeing what is out there, it is just so fantastic. And every time one of our peeps, and I say our peeps, posts, I'm so quick with a like button or a heart button that it's just awesome that more and more people, you know, are figuring out a way to get out there and just enjoy it. And, and I've said to my friends, you know, live a great story. It doesn't mean getting on a plane and flying somewhere and, you know, whether you're staying at a five-star hotel or in a tent, it's not necessarily going to the other side of the world. It's live a great story right here on the road that I live on. You know, it, it's inviting friends over for dinner. It's, it's, it's doing a camp out. It's, sleeping out on the trampoline the other night that I did with my boys and just looking at the stars, you know, and it, I'll admit, I mean, I, maybe I just had these blinders on and it just, it wasn't clicking, but it started to click and becoming affiliated with you and, and talking with you and obviously seeing, you know, the group that we have that's growing and growing and growing. It's, it's just awesome. It really, really is. And there's no time like the present. If I could say it to anybody, we're too often going, oh, I'll go next month. I'll go next year. I'll get, a, I'll get a, a membership at the gym after the holidays. You do these kinds of things and you put it off. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you're in your 80s or your 60s or whatever it might be, you're like, why didn't I do it when I was whatever? And that's the thing. To live a even greater story, do it. Just do it, right? It's your slogan and Nike's slogan. Just do it. I love it, man. I love, I mean, there's so many cool elements here that you touched on. So I don't, I, I definitely, I appreciate the whole overview and I want to kind of like dive into some more specific areas just to kind of hear more because, you know, I think that you talked about, let's say kind of your pre-realization of, you know, being like, like with your mom and life short and, I don't want to be like this when I get to, you know, 80 or something and look back with regret. But then there's also your kids, uh, your two sons, which is such an awesome part to this too. And then, you know, your career and everything. So I love the the whole overview. And um, I think, you know, one of the cool things that I get to do with Live a Great Story is, is hear so many transformational moments where people kind of, something clicks and it's something maybe that's, stirring inside of them or they're unsettled or they're starting to question something. Sometimes it is a life-changing external impact. Sometimes it's internal where there's something happening in their mind, but sometimes it's like a health scare or the passing of a loved one or just like a career change. It could be so many different things, but I just love like the before and after of Oh man, I used to be like this and then I just realized this and now life's like this and, and then like the energy that comes with that and uh, I can definitely just like feel it coming through the screen of of how you, you know, now the direction you're headed on and like how energizing that is. Yeah, I was, I literally was at the supermarket today and a guy apologized because when I got in line, the, the, the customer in front of me was apologetic because there needed to be a price check on something and my response was, it's okay, no big deal. And he took and he looked back at me like a double check. And he's like, and this is what he said, direct quote, finally, someone that's not in a rush. And I'm like, 
I'm just in a rush to be happy. That's it, man. You know, life is just too short. And sometimes it's really hard to get to that point. It really is. I mean, it really, really is. And I get it. And some of us maybe are in, in different situations, you know, that makes it easier for us to realize that. But it really is. I mean, the, to turn that switch on, I think people, you know, you need some help to figure it out, whether it's friends or a therapist or hearing about other people's stories. But it, it just doesn't happen overnight. I think it takes a village sometimes. Can you trace that back to maybe having glimpses of that before and not fully realizing it or accepting it or acknowledging it? Like, can you like look back, you know, let's say five years ago or some, something like that, you know, and be like, oh man, something's not right. But then you just kind of bury that away and keep going. Yeah. I mean, I think trying to get it to manifest, like I said, is just really hard. And I, I can remember, listen, I, I've only cooked at five star, five diamond resorts and restaurants, you know, the Michelin stars, all that kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. But it is everything. It is absolutely soul encompassing. I mean, there's, there's, I can name shows out there that people watch that are chef driven shows. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, where people just yell at each other on a competition. I mean, you know, there's, there's some really good shows out there food wise, but if you're going to cook at a certain level or, you know, whatever fortune 500 company executive or whatever it is, I mean, welcome to the NFL, you know, you're playing at a level that takes up everything that you are. So it's hard, but you know, here I am seeing people going out to restaurants. Here I am seeing people flying to where I am on a vacation, but I'm the one that's, you know, working. And, you know, it's not that it, I didn't have the ability to do that. I didn't have the time in the sense, the ability. And I couldn't, I could never make myself do it because I was so owned by my job. So I think a little bit of, you know, my parents in the sense of mom, you know, she got, dad had passed away uh, in 07. He lived a long life, 89 years old, right? We, I think we'd all sign up for 89 at birth and go, yeah, I got that. But he loved to travel. And my mother, you know, then started taking up travel late in life, taking the crew, the river cruises and all that kind of stuff. And I could remember just putting stuff off. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out next year. And I'm going to, and then all of a sudden, it's five years from that time or six years from them. And you think you're going to go on vacation and then somebody calls and wants you to be the hired gun to open up a new restaurant. And then that vacation that you thought about went away and it's hard, but I mean, it's one of the things I swear I'll never do is jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I don't think I was meant to do that. Okay. But again, it's the same thought process, Zach, right? Your feet are just hanging over the edge and you've just got to do it. And I'm only talking about doing stuff here on earth. I'm not talking about jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, you know, walking out of my garage and saying, I'm going to go to a gym, a gym or go enjoy the day for what it is. You just, you know, just go do it. And the memories are fantastic. I mean, you, the photos that I, that, that I post, it's weird, obviously the whole social media thing and whatnot, but there's been some times that I get these really cool DMs from people and they're just like, I mean, it, it, I would love to take, uh, you know, I would love CNN to call me and say, hey, we got a show for you. But the bottom line is to have somebody that I don't know and they follow me or even a close friend that does and says, thank you for showing me something that I had no idea what the Seychelles Islands were. 
or going to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. You know, I mean, I'm that's my family tree right there. So for people to just thank me for allowing them this little vision to see certain things is mind boggling because I'm nobody. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely nobody. So it's really something for people to to send me notes about stuff like that, you know, and it I'm such a better person now than I was, you know, a year and a half ago when I started this. There's no doubt about it. I'm better to the boys. I'm better to me. I'm better to the mailman. Yeah. You know, it, it just you sound like a broken record. And I might through this whole conversation, you know, so you'll have to edit how many times I say it's life is just too short. You know, it really, really is. And at my age at 52, it's it's me saying, you know, I don't want to have any regrets. No regrets. Absolutely not. My father at 89 didn't have any, aside from maybe not spending as much time with me just because of our age dif- you know, discrepancies. But you just got to go do it. You're going to thank yourself at the end of the road for having done this stuff and not tried to like, kick it into gear and in, in whatever that last, you know, quarter of your life or whatever it might be. No, man, I love it. I, uh, I, it's so cool because, you know, you're like, I'm nobody. I'm just like a normal guy doing this. But like, that's why I started this podcast. And that's what I love about Live a Great Story is that it, you don't have to be somebody. It's not like you have to be like this massive following or on TV or anything. It's like by you just like doing you and you're like, hey, I'm going to go to these islands. I'm going to go to this adventure. I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna like spend time with my kids. That gives people permission to do that for themselves. And it's not, you know, you're not reaching millions of people, but you reach the next circle and then like the slightly bigger circle. And like, that's what it's really all about because then you get those DMs from people that are like, hey man, like I saw your journey with this or I saw that cool place and you know what, I booked a trip or you know, I decided I'm gonna start eating healthier or start, you know, whatever the impact is, it's like, it's, it's those, it's the re- repeated small encouraging things that we see from other people that make the biggest difference. It's rarely like the really big like input from someone that's, so far removed from us it's the it's the close circles that inspired and so i'm like you know i want to share josh's story so that you know we can like you know you can send this i'm already inspired by this and you know thinking like i love the the 50 mark of um being 50 years old and thinking about you know that's obviously like a big turning point for things but i had a friend um probably about yeah like five or six years ago i think he turned 50 he's like man i'm making this the best decade he's like 50 to 60 is gonna be my best decade and like he did it, you know, he's been doing all these really cool things and, you know, like that's, there's still so much life left. Like, you're, you oh. know, <laughs> like you're like, you're like halfway there, right? Like, I mean, you could go forever and especially with everything. So it's like, I keep going. And then, and by you doing it, you kind of pass that torch to other people and give other people permission too. So, man, I love it. And, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to, I'm going to prop you up, but you know, you just, you know, in reference to the slogan of what it is, I mean, wearing my hoodie you know, through the airports. And when I say through the airports, you know, the last trip that I I literally just got back from, it was flying from Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm from, to um, Atlanta. So you go to Hartsfield. And the plane got delayed and then had to be rerouted to JFK, 
So then from JFK, it goes to Athens, right, to Greece. And then we get on a boat and we go all the way across the Med into Ashdod, which is in Israel. And then the following trip, but the bottom line is I wore this hoodie through all those, you know, airports that I just mentioned, you know, through, I don't know how many time zones, you know, but if five people didn't stop me at each airport as I'm walking to say, oh my God, I love that. And I'm not doing it to, to sell, you know, to sell it. You know, it's not like I, I had a backpack full of, of those, you know, um, ultimately I told somebody where to get it. But with the fact of the matter was, you could just see it in their eyes. Like it was, it, it's such a simple, simple slogan, right? But it, something clicked, you know, and they just saw me with a backpack. You know, my luggage was already in the plane, but you know, they, it put a smile on their face because, I, you know, I mean, obviously I don't know what's going on inside their mind, but if something somehow one of those people just like, yeah, I got to just stop for a second, relax, you know, like, there's just hold on, you know, and re- think about it in a different manner, the way I'm living my life. But it's so great when someone doesn't know what it is and they see it and it just clicks. Oh, my God. I mean, walking around the pyramids with my backpack and the luggage tag, you know, or, you know, going into, you know, we we're walking in Bethlehem um, or, or over in Cyprus on the beach. You know, I mean, it's just funny. I get stopped everywhere. And it just clicks. And I don't know how, how you did it. And no one else had ever, you know, put that on a bumper sticker or a T-shirt or whatnot. But once somebody sees it, it you see it click. It, it puts a smile on their face. I think that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. It just puts a smile on their face. And I could somehow hoping they're, they are thinking something, another route, another way to spin the bike. You know, spin the wheel. You can't reinvent the wheel, right? You could just spin it in a different direction. Man, I love that. That's, I mean, I, I, that's why I have so many products. It's like the luggage tag and the hoodie and the, you know, the hats and obviously the shirts and stickers. It's like each of those items on someone or gifted to somebody or seen without any person on the on a street sign somewhere kind of encourages and nudges people to think about something slightly differently or to look at their life with a new perspective or to take a different action that they hadn't thought about. And so each of those, you know, that's why I often call them like reminders because you see it, it's like live a great story and it's just a little bit of a reminder like, hmm, yeah, 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 let me think about that. And that's that smile, right, where it touches you in like this really interesting way. And then from there, it's like, it's y'all talking or it's, it's them, you know, thinking about it or having a conversation with their, like wherever that conversation goes, but live a great story just kind of acts as that spark. And, uh, I, I love seeing and like hearing that from you with all your like airport travels and global adventures. Yeah. But again, like I said, the most, I, 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 I did uh, coming back and talking to my friends or the friends that, you know, reach out to me on WhatsApp while I'm overseas or whatever. And it's like, you know, hold on a second. I know it looks like I've, I've gone on six, six trips, you know, over the last year and a half, which is crazy. They've all been bucket lists, but it's not just about that because obviously to go overseas, you got to buy a ticket. You got to, you know, you got to spend some finances to, to do that. You know, it's not like we all live in Italy and then we just decided, you know, hike across the border and here we are going into all these cities or, you know, whatever. I mean, where it's easy 
to travel on that side of the world. But it's also, you know, doing it right here at home in Greenville, South Carolina, you know, or wherever, you know, small, small town or big town USA you are. And I think that's the important part of what I'm trying to do now. It's telling people it's not it's not about booking a ticket and doing all that. It's just getting in the car, or going for a walk or picking up the phone and saying hello to people you haven't said hello to, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's just those simple pleasures in life. Going to a concert on a Friday or just going to a local bar to hear some local music where it really costs you nothing but, you know, whatever, you know, the five dollars to get into the bar, whatever it might be. You know, it doesn't have to be you're, you're taking a loan out on, a, on trips or whatever you're doing. It's not it doesn't need to be that grandeur to, to do the thing that you're talking about. And that I think we're trying to talk to people about. It, it doesn't have to be that way. It's, you can get on a bike right here and drive all through Greenville, South Carolina, North Carolina and, and, and have a blast. You don't need to take your bike and go to the, you know, the, the Alps and drive and, and take your bike out there. So it's just not that. And I think that's where I'm trying to teach my friends. You just do it here. A big part of that's building momentum because you can start tomorrow morning and you do it the next day. And then that stretches your comfort zone a little bit more and you do it the next day, next week. And then soon enough, yeah, you, you're exploring or you're, you're, you know, you're being an adventure in your life. And that's really, it's a habit. And then, you know, the, the game gets bigger or the, the field, you can go to other countries and stuff. And, but there's so much adventure and life to be had in day-to-day life. And so, yeah, I appreciate that difference. How, I would love to hear like, you know, how has this new outlook and new energy affected and impacted how you and your, your sons and like the dynamic and the relationship and everything there? How has that, have you seen that grow since then? I mean, it's, it's giving them the undivided attention that they deserve not that they want, that they deserve, you know, that I'm not, you know, Mach 2 with my hair on fire, you know, or I'll be with you guys in a couple minutes, you know, I mean, we all have those things, but it's, it's prioritizing what's important. And, you know, my dad was my, my brother and my mother was my sister. So when they passed, it was a very, it was, maybe it was a bigger deal than, you know, was because they were my they were my inner circle, but not as my parents, as my close friends. And that is the relationship that I, that I have with my boys. You know, obviously Reed is six, so he'll get, he'll, he'll get older and understand it more. But, but James being eight, he get, he, he's there now, but it, it's giving them the time that they deserve and need, you know, without a doubt. Again, it, it comes down to living life right now. You know, you're going to lose that moment. You know, and how many moments do you have? They're only going to be the age that they are for the time that they are right now. And it's just whoever I'm with, you know, my boys obviously are specifically different, but whoever I'm with, I really want to give them the time. You know, I mean, too often we just pass people or, or we're not listening. You know, we do a lot of talking. We don't do enough listening. And I think you know, doing what I've been trying to do is, is listen more, you know, and it's amazing what you learn if you just shut up and listen to people, you know, um, whether it's good or bad, you learn from it. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is in this world right now. You know, 
Unfortunately, somebody's got might has a louder megaphone and, and they drown other people out. But, you know, on some of these trips, you know, you, you listen to the locals and, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm a foodie, obviously, we, we, we know that. But I don't want to go to a place that, you know, is written up in all the magazines that everybody's gone to. You know, I want to go down that alleyway and walk down and all of a sudden see a bunch of locals standing outside in a line and go, what is that place? And then I look on social media and they have no social media presence. And I'm like, that's awesome. This is the place I want to go to, you know, and the locals are there and that and listen to the stories and you find out, oh, it was a fifth generation stall and, you know, grandma's, 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 whatever. And it's just like, this is crazy. And that's a blast. Or literally having a bunch of people over and I, you know, lit a fire the other night and we cracked open a bottle of bourbon and we're just talking. And I'm like the greatest listener because, listen, I'm a great talker. I love the sound of my own voice. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I have a face for radio, not for this. Okay. But I, I just love listening to hear people's stories. I mean, that's, I think that's, and it wasn't like that. Zach, it was it was the other way around. So I I just really enjoy other people's stories, and it goes back to your question. I love listening to my boys talk. I love listening to them trying to figure out whatever it is, whether they're trying to figure out reading their Pokemon card or they're talking to me about something at school from a school trip. It's taking the time to to give to them, and it's it's a mutual thing. I love I love it. I get, a, I gain a lot from it. Love it. Very cool. How, so your mom passed away and you were like working and really busy. You spent some time with her. COVID messed some things up probably in like the, the restaurant industry. So that was, you know, you were probably right in the middle of all that. And then, so what are you doing now? Like, are you, you're, you, you kind of mentioned that you're doing some destination cooking yeah. and stuff or what's. Consulting work. There's a couple companies that I'm working with. I've, I've opened, helped open some properties and restaurants that were closed and reopening with the pandemic, or finally some restaurant groups that are finally at the point where they can, they feel they can open up a new restaurant. Staffing obviously is is horrible in my industry worldwide. I mean, and I mean worldwide because there are some places that I've gone to where I've asked the chef these point blank questions and. You know, if, if we don't have a cook in New York, we don't have a cook in Greenville, South Carolina. They don't have one on Syros Island of Greece, you know, for, for the same reasons. They had them, but they don't know where they went. But I've been doing a lot of consulting work lately, and, it, and it's freed me up to allow me the ability to do the things that why you and I are talking. But uh, it's enjoyable. Listen, I'm teaching. I think that's the other thing, you know, that when you're doing consulting, you're you're there in the trench, you know, with the people that are making those changes, but you're instructing them and, and, and teaching them. And I think teaching has been a fun thing. As us, as us peeps in this business get a little older, it's a young person's game um, standing in front of a stove, you know, for all these hours. So I don't mind it. I love doing it. But uh, I don't need my walker yet. I can still stand upright. But it's fun to teach and educate and to not be covered in food at the end of the night. It's nice to look at it from a different, from 35,000 feet sometimes and oversee and educate. 
Yeah, that's a cool evolution of being kind of like front lines in the trenches doing that and then evolving into you know, helping other people follow in your footsteps or, you know, giving guidance and advice or experience to kind of the next generation. And it works with, you know, your industry, it works with life and, you know, like you're talking about with your sons and, and that too. And, and so I think, you know, part of the phases of life is like you put in your work and you earned your stripes and now you get to kind of uh, just still work hard, but in a new way, which I think is probably pretty refreshing, right? Yeah, because my business is all about generations, right? I mean, you start out as, you know, a dishwasher, then you get to a prep cook, and then you're a line cook. And But what are you doing? You're teaching the people that are then coming into the restaurant after you've been there for a while, and you're teaching us so you can move up the ladder. So it's very important that the older generations in the kitchen, you know, I don't necessarily mean the years of somebody, you know, of what their age is. I just mean the time you spent in an establishment that you're teaching the newer people to come in so you can ascend up. I mean, that's just, it's progress. You have to constantly train and teach the next generation of cooks in that regard. Very cool. So you just got back from, you went to like Egypt. I think you were in flag has been on seven continents. Okay. And, and the funny story is I have a photo. I, I haven't posted it yet. I was actually going to post it, uh, for, for throwback Thursday. So that's tomorrow. So, and I, I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to tag you and you'll see it. But if you, uh, I will tell you if you, if you were to take the flag and to just like suck on it, like a baby would a towel, that, tastes so damn salty okay and that's all i'm gonna say not gonna say anything you're just gonna have to figure it out for tomorrow but yeah the trip was amazing i mean it was it was it was a it was so much condensed and i i i I gotta you know a shout out to a friend of mine who is a luxury travel influencer who goes on uh, you know some crazy excursions and whatnot and i met up with him for a small part of this trip and uh, he, he took this photo. So I, I'm, I'm giving him props without saying who he is because he's, he's such a big deal. But uh, going, like I said, landing in Greece, was in Greece for a couple days. I've been blessed to have been in Athens before. I had never been to Israel that. I mean, you talk about the cradle of, you know, religion and the, or the cradle of the world as we know it. Going from Athens to Jerusalem to Bethlehem to Cairo. You're like, oh, oh, this is like a history lesson on steroids times 10. It was it was just amazing. Then and then we finished up in this lowly little place called Cyprus, which everyone thinks is really part of Greece, but it's not. It's its own independent thing. And it's got a life and a, and a culture all of its own. Just an amazing trip. But again, it's meeting these people along the trip and hearing their stories from all parts of the world. I love it when I go on a trip and I'm one of only a few Americans and people can ask me then, you know, I'm sure I'll get some DM messages. Why would you say stuff? But it's just so nice to get as far away from what you're used to. And I I think that's, I'm not trying to say bad or good, but it's just so great to immerse yourself in wherever you are, you know, and take your blinders off and just enjoy it for what it is. And, uh, that's where I think you become a better person. And obviously, like I said, a listener, which is fantastic. 
getting away from like-minded people and meeting people from other parts of the world and listening to them and just kind of hearing different perspectives and experiences and viewpoints is so powerful because we get in such a bubble of our own people, whether it's our own city, our own industry, our own state, country, whatever. And then just being able to get outside of that and be like, wow, like they're actually really different. <laughs> like this is, this is like I've here, this is like the first time I've heard this before, or, you know, um, wow, I've never thought of it like that. I think that's such a cool opportunity and is one of the easiest, fastest ways to grow as a person is go like listening to people from a different world. Totally. Without a doubt, you know, and, and I thank you for allowing me to, to come in and to give me clarity, I guess, in a lot of ways and, and to pour more gas on this fire that just is loving it beyond belief. Yeah. Greece, Egypt, Cyprus, which one would you recommend? Or do you have a, a favorite out of those? If you could, if you could say, if, if someone's like, ah, I'm trying to go in, you know, the Mediterranean area, which would you, uh, which would you top pick as your top oh, choice? And it's, it's hard. It's so hard, but you know, I, I think the thing about going to Israel that was so phenomenal because it's just the melting pot of religion, you know? I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to get political, you know, but there's a reason why, you know, there's so much upheaval over there. You know, so many religions think this, you know, square mile, you know, you know, it's 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 not that's not the actual, you know, square footage, but they all claim it is their own. And to walk down the street and to literally see the cultures and the food and, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, food and travel. I mean, come on. I mean, th that's it. I mean, if you can't sit in front of it, sit at a table and talk to people over food, then there's no hope. But I I've seen so many people that should not agree on anything, sit down over a bowl of something or a platter of something and they talk because we're talking about the food. And then all of a sudden you realize you have food in common. And it's the simple things in life that we all agree on. But, uh, you know, listen, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to solve Middle East peace. But the bottom line is to answer your question, I really believe that going to a place where there's so many different religions is a great place to, you know, enjoy. So going to Israel without a doubt. I mean, that was fantastic. But how could I say no to riding a camel around a pyramid? You know, come on, man. I think I did that. I almost did it more for me than I did it for my kids. But uh, it was it was a blast. But it, it, history, I love history. I love food. I love people from different walks of life. And th those things educate me every day. And it's it's you got to learn every day, right? I mean, that, that, I didn't make that up. Somebody, somebody a lot more intelligent than I said that. You need to learn every day, right? And uh, why not? You know, life's too short, man. Definitely. What advice would you give somebody that is wanting to try to like make a difference in their lifestyle or change, you know, make, make a change in, in how they're, they're feeling stuck or uncertain about something? Any singular point of advice? Well, I mean, you got to do it for the right reason. You know, no one can make you do something, right? Like, you know, you talk about like, 
giving up smoking or giving up drinking. You know, you got to want to do it for yourself. And I think it's the same thing with this. Well, who are you doing it for? You know, and I could say I'm doing it for selfish reasons. I, I, I wanted to better myself, but in turn, bettering myself has made me better for my boys. And I think that's, that's the, that's the, ch the cherry on the Sunday that I didn't know that was there. In doing this, I've made my relationship stronger with them. I've made my relationship stronger with my close friends and, and whatnot, because I'm just better for it. So you've got to, I mean, to, to truly answer your question, you've got to do it for you. And again, I think you just need to do it. You know, I mean, wh what's the worst that happens? I mean, I know what's the worst that happens when you want to go bungee jumping, but that's not what we're talking about. You know, it's just making little changes and, and you nailed it. You know, it's like, just make this little change and you get used to it and then you try something else. And all of a sudden you look six months down, you know, back and you're like, wow, look what I've accomplished in just six months. So just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You're going to be better on the other side. That's really the bottom line. You will be, you know, you will be, but it's hard. I get it. Definitely. That was great advice. One last question before you wrap this up. What does Live a Great Story mean to you? You know, it's not, I can, I can give you the, you know, the, the quick answer and say, oh, it's, it's everybody saying, wow, look at him. He's living a great story. But what is Live a Great Story? That at the end of the day, because at the end, I, 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 here we go. Okay. Because it's a great question. At the end of the day, I get into bed and you fluff the covers over and hopefully the pillow's cold and the sheets are cold and you just, and you're alone by yourself in the dark, in, in your mind. You know, somebody might be next to you in bed, but you're alone in your mind for a minute. You know, and you're like, I had a good fucking day, <laughs> you know, like I had a good day. And why did you have a good day? What did you do? You know, and you string a bunch of those together, right? 365 of them and you've got a great year and then, you know, you add 80 of those and, or 90 of those or God bless a hundred and you lived a great life, you know, I being kind to people, right? It's all these, you know, Zach, it's all these bumper stickers, you know, people like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you treat somebody the way you want to be treated, hello, but it's, it's not holding back. You know, it's amazing what all of us are capable of doing that we might be afraid to do. And I'm not talking about, you know, going to the gym and trying to lift a weight or, or, you know, run a marathon, right? Go run a marathon, try the smaller one, then try the, you're, it's amazing what we have inside of us, but we've got to just go do it. We really do. I mean, I literally have said it a bunch of times to you today, you know, just do it. And at the end of the game of you, the game of life, I will then tell you, I hope you're there because I want you to ask me that question. I'm trying to live a great story right now, but I, I will definitely tell you at the end of all this that I will have lived a great story. It's, it's making you happy in turn, making other people happy and people wanting to learn something. If people can learn something from you, that's probably living a great story. It's not, it's not, will they remember you? It's how they remember you. Yeah, I love that idea of stringing a great day together, you know, just one day at a time, make it as good as you can and wake up and do it again, right? I used to say like, today was the best day, tomorrow will be better. 
what else can we ask for, right? That's that's a great thing. And you get a, a couple string those together and you got a week. And then just keep going. There ain't no finish line. So, but yeah, that's me. That's little old me in, in little old Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> Josh, this has been awesome, man. I'm glad we, we made it happen and we found the time. And uh, I, I just appreciate you sharing all this. And I, I definitely, I, I really gravitate towards the generational impact and i think you know parents and kids and grandparents and the stories getting passed down and i think there's so much value to be shared there with you know kids and their parents or parents with their parents or you know even grandparents with their kids uh, and grandkids i think that's uh that's a really cool one so very cool to hear you talk about that and and no doubt that this you know life life redirection that you've experienced is having a big impact on on your kids and i'm excited to share this because i know a lot of other people are going to be super inspired by your story and and you know your your pivot and and what you're doing to they'll also hopefully do the same so i appreciate you sharing it all well i appreciate you taking the time out of your busy life to talk to me and to give me this this ability to do that for sure man how can people find you because i know you post a lot of stuff on on instagram and you have a website instagram uh, it's at chef josh thompson and it's T-H-O-M-S-E-N. And it's the same thing on Facebook as well, Chef Josh Thompson. And joshthompson.com. Everything shows up there there as well. So uh, there's cooking, there's recipes, there's life. I don't sell anything. I leave that up to you. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to meet up in person. I'll get to try some of your delicious meals and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch, obviously through the Facebook group and Live a Great Story community, but hope to cross paths sometime, maybe in some exotic, faraway place doing some sort of cool adventure. Either that or I'll just I'll just bring it across the street, man. I'll show up in, in middle, middle America and I'll bring you something good to eat. Love it, man. This has been great. Thanks, Josh. Well, happy, healthy holiday. All right. 